there's been much prayer for your pastors. He's, where's he at, Scotland or Spain? Scotland, amen. Well, he's crossed the big waters. Let's pray for him. Sometimes God sends some, and then God commands others to stay, amen. So as we stay and faithfully keep the vineyard that God has put here, it's my honor to be here. So let's make much prayer uh, for him, that God will bless them, and I know you have been. I love you, Pastor, and his wife, you people in this church. Now, I want you to pray. We're right on top of camp meeting. Amen. It's going to be just right on top of us before we know it. We've got a lot of people coming. To God be the glory. We've got, uh, we've got uh, a lot of good preachers coming. I'll bring some postcards tonight. I forgot to bring some. And uh, we've got a lot of good singers coming, a lot of good preachers coming. We've got a lot of, a lot, some of the, as far as I'm concerned, some of the best cooks on planet Earth that's going to be preparing the food. Amen. And, uh, but uh, it's all going to be vain unless God comes down and meets with us. Amen. I mean, we did, hey, I'll go without the food to have his presence. Amen. I'll go without the quote unquote. And I, I, I don't, as the moderator, I do not book men. And I do not book singing groups because of their name. I'm not going to have a big name preacher in our meeting just to draw a crowd. I'd rather have God. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, don't you get excited when you get around these popular people? Don't you get excited what maybe when a celebrity walks in? Absolutely not. Once you've met Jesus, nobody else matters. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I mean, let the biggest star on planet Earth walk through those back doors, and I ain't going to treat him no different than anybody else on planet Earth. Amen? Somebody say amen right there. Amen. Once you've met Jesus, everybody else takes a back seat. So you pray. My burden for the camp meeting this year that I'm going to preach, my burden for the camp meeting this year is that God would let us see a group of young people cross the River Jordan and get into Canaan's land and have spiritual victory and revival. That's the burden of my heart, and I want to see God do that. So I want you to pray for me and uh, pray for our church, my pastor, Brother Philip, and his wife, Deborah, and my wife as we prepare and labor together. I want you to pray for spirit of unity amongst our church. Amen. You know what the biggest tool and the most used tool in the devil's toolbox is? It's a wedge. And, brother, he loves to divide. And he would love nothing more than to see division come to our church. Nothing more to see division to come to our camp meeting family, those that come. Nothing more. And we've all experienced division. Y'all have seen it here. I've seen it in 26 years of preaching. I hate it with all my heart. So let's don't let the devil provoke us to do something we're not to. And let's be unified together. Amen. So you pray for a spirit of unity. That's my two burdens that God give us unity in our church. Unity in the camp meeting and let God lead a group of young people across the River Jordan. Amen. I can't stand my least favorite Bible character in the Bible right now as it stands. So, you know, sometimes I go from Absalom to, to, uh, to, to, to Gehazi to Jezebel. But right now, my least favorite uh, character in the Bible is Dr. Fees, whom loveth to have the preeminence. The Bible said that in all things he might have the preeminence. So that's what we need. So I want you to make out a matter of prayer. We've got a lot to pray about, and you've got a lot as a church to pray about. We pray about your mission and all that and everything. Amen. John chapter number 15, when you find your place, let's stand in reverence to the reading of the Word of God. I was uh, torn between John 14 and John 15 this morning, and as I was looking at a few notes, I feel that this is the way the Lord would lead us for our message this morning. Now, I'm going I'm to preach quick, and uh, you're going to have to listen quick. 
And I, I ain't got but about 15 or 16 points. So, uh, and you say, well, he's got a large message. Well, that's good because if I got a lot of points, I hit them quick and I'm done, all right? If I got three points, I try to labor it and make it. You, you know what, Kevin? Well, never mind. Bible said in verse number one, I am the true vine and my father is the husband. Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more, forth more fruit. Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken. Now you're to underline that verse right there. Amen. I heard a young man one time stand up in a congregation, and I wish somebody would have got a hold of him where he wouldn't have went just really public with this, because uh, I really don't think you ought to uh, hang your dirty clothes out on the laundry, because a lot of times when you do that, you're advertising. Now, when you stand up and say that you've got a problem with fornication, you're advertising. Amen. You stand up and say, well, you know, i got a problem with adultery. Uh, you're advertising. And this young man stood up, and he, he confessed his sin. I've got a problem with pornography. Well, he didn't realize it, but he was advertising when he did that. And uh, I'll never forget, I was at the Pleasant View Baptist Church, and Brother Raines uh, stood up and quoted a verse out of a book of Ephesians, and I think he quoted this verse, Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. All this junk we've seen down through the years, and we've got embedded in our minds, we can take the word of God and wash our minds out. Can I get an amen right there? Amen. You don't have to go around filthy-minded, all right? The Bible said, Abide in me, and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Here's our text this morning. For without me ye can do nothing. Fathers, we abide in your presence. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for the privilege to stand in, this, in one of my favorite pulpits. Lord, for one of my favorite young pastors. Now, Father, I pray you bless Nick as he's on the mission field. I pray you'd fill him with the Spirit of God. Him, Brother McKeon, Brother Russell, God, you'd breathe on them men, fill them men, anoint them men, and you them men with the power of God. Lord, you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Now, Father, I pray that you'd help me as I bring the message forth here this morning. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you honor. Now, Lord, I pray you'd help me spiritually most of all. I pray to help me mentally, bring to my mind. Lord, then I pray that you'd help me physically. Lord, you know, Lord, that I've been outside preaching for two Two weeks in open air meetings and I've strained my throat and my voice so I pray that you'd help me Lord if I don't get plugged in as physically as I like to Lord I pray that at least you'd plug me in spiritually Lord I realize Lord the touch of God's all that matters and I bless you and I pray for this congregation Lord I pray that you'd open up every heart in this congregation Lord I pray Lord that the will of God would be done in Jesus name for Jesus sake amen and amen thank you you can be seated I, I, I want to preach in the latter part of verse number five where the Bible said without me ye can do nothing and I want to preach on this subject this morning without him brother we got a lot of people in this world that are without Christ today do you and I want to make a statement this morning and you need to write it down in your Bible write it down in your Bible where somebody could pick your worn out Bible up in years to come and see this where well, it is impossible it is impossible to be a Christian without Christ now why would you say that because it's impossible to be a Christian without Christ. We've got a lot of people in our churches today that are trying to be a Christian without Christ. It won't never work. It won't never happen. The only way to be a Christian is to have Jesus living on the inside. And beloved, without him, you can do nothing. We study our, uh, as we study this message this morning, I want you to, in your heart, go down the list. 
And here's what I, I really want you to pay attention. And I may slow down just a little bit so you can get this. I really want you to pay attention and I want you to check the list. In your heart, I want you to have a box for yes and a box for no. And every one of these points that I bring up this morning or God brings up, I want you to check yes or no in your life. And when we get done, I want to know whether you're saved or whether you're lost, all right? Uh, uh, Brother John Way, trying to, I'm trying to make sure that everybody in our midst today is saved by God's amazing grace. I don't want anybody in this place to go to hell. Amen. And, and the Bible said in verse 2, every branch of me that breath not fruit. Amen. There is the fruit of being in the vine of God. There is the fruit of being in the family of God. Of being a part, uh, not on your membership on a church roll, but being a part of the living church of God. And, and neighbor, there's fruit. I, I, I wrote this thought down. There, there's the results of having fruit. And our text or you could call it the fruit of having fruit but once you got fruit you got fruit and it's obvious so there's the results of having fruit so what kind of fruit comes from being a child of God amen verse number two the Bible said every branch of me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it there is a purging in every born again believer if you're saved by the grace of God he is going to purge you he is going to take things out of our lives when I got saved you took a bad attitude out and that's part of our nature and if we're not careful we'll have to fight it and that bad attitude will come back but we've got in us to overcome bad attitudes uh, brother I'm telling you he'll purge the music he'll purge the attitudes he'll help you purge the sin no we'll not obtain sinless perfection but neighbor God will mature us and the reason he purges us is so that we can grow so there's a maturing there's a purging have you grown in the grace of God since you've been saved. Well, if you can't see growth in your own life, then don't expect somebody else to see growth in your life. Now, I don't go to the mirror of the Word of God and say, man, look at me. I've really grown. I've never stood up in 26 years of preaching and say, praise God, I have grown and matured in the Lord so much. Absolutely not. But they've been a few older saints of God that'll come down the way and they'll say, hey, I appreciate you walking with God. You've matured. You've grown. And you don't brag on the growth. You don't brag on the amount of fruit. But if you can't see it in your own life, then ain't nobody else going to see it. Now, there's a purging. Just a few things God purged in my life. He purged the music out of my life. He purged, he purged the, the sins when I repented of my sins. He, as I began to grow, there were some areas in my life that needed to be cut out. There's a purging. Has God ever taken, I can name a thousand things this morning. Has God ever taken anything out of your life? Amen. I, he'll, purge, he'll purge the spirits. He'll purge some people. Amen. There'll be some people in your life that don't need to be there. And you know what God will do? He'll purge it. And if we're not careful, we'll get bitter and get upset. You say, Lord, I don't understand understand this. It's a purging process. And neighbor, Mountain Valley Baptist Church ain't for everybody. As an evangelist, I'm not for everybody. And you're not for everybody. And the, and the old saying is this, birds of a feather flock together. That's what we need to do. It's like Billy Kelly said years ago, find your crowd, get with them, stick with them. Amen. And when God purges us, don't get upset. It's so we can bring forth more fruit. 
Oh, Brother John, we've had people come and we've had them go. It, it may be, uh, some of it may be satanic. Some of it may be self-induced. But I, I submit to you this morning that a lot of it, and more so at times, is God purging his church and purging the individual and taking away. Amen. There, there, verse number two, he said that he may bring forth more fruit. There's a bringing. There's not only a purging, not only a maturing, but there's, and as we, by the way, as we mature, the only way to mature is to be consistent in our Bible reading and in our prayer. Amen. I'll say more about that. That there's a bringing. That it may bring forth more fruit. Let me ask you this question this morning. What did you bring with you to church this morning? What did you bring to put on the table? What do you bring to your family to put on the table? There's a bringing forth of more fruit. Hey Amen. I, 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 I submit to you today that we ought to be bringing something to God and bringing a sacrifice and bringing fruit and having something to give to our family to cause them to see Jesus or something to give to our churches to cause them to see Jesus. There's a bringing. Amen. What did you, did you bring a prayer life in here this morning? Did you bring excitement in here this morning? Did you bring a burden for sinners in here this morning? Did you bring a blessing? in here this morning? Did you bring joy in here this morning? Did you bring peace in here this morning? Did you bring grace in here this morning? Did you bring love in here this morning? Amen. Or, or did you bring a, or did you bring some sins that you've been guilty of this week and this weekend? Or did you bring a bad spirit or a bad attitude? How did you walk up in the church with dread? I gotta go to church again. Neighbor, for the child of God, it's not I gotta go to church. It's I get to go to the house of God and I get to hear some preaching and I get to hear the singing and I get to be around the people of God. Amen. Amen. So there's a bringer. What would you bring with you this morning? Amen. And by the way, there are some things that accompany salvation. And everywhere we go, there's something following us. And there's something that we've got to bring to us. I never have looked at it like that. Yes, when we get around people, we've got something. We brought them. No matter what, if you go to work, you brought something with you to work. I mean, you go to church, you brought something with you to church. I mean, you go out fishing, you brought something with you. And be prepared. Whatever you bring forth. Be able to get that fruit is to be given out. That fruit is to be a blessing to others. Why we need to have the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. There, there's, there's a bringing. There's a listening. Verse number three. Here we are. Abide in me and I and you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Or verse three rather. I read verse four. Now you're clean through the word which I have spoken. Amen. There's a bringing. There's a listening. Amen. I have read the Word of God, and as far as I know, everybody in the building, except maybe for the two little babies, was able to actually hear what I read this morning, and you were able to comprehend what's been read in this building this morning. Is that right? Everybody comprehend uh, what was read out loud this morning in your mind? Oh, but it's got to go further than your mind. It's got to go to your heart. Amen. And the question of the day, I guess, is this. Has God ever spoke to you personally? Amen. I can't tell about you but how many of you remember that day when God convicted you and spoke to you and told you you're lost and you're going to hell amen that's the first time God spoke to me was about my soul he didn't speak to me about living right he didn't speak to me about living great he spoke to me about going to hell and he spoke to me about getting saved amen Jesus spoke to me one day I praise his holy name amen can you read the Bible and actually get something out of the word of God uh, and I 
I was talking to a preacher friend of mine yesterday. A lot of times us preachers, some of you wouldn't realize this, and I'm not saying that to belittle you, but there's a burden that comes from being a man of God that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of times as a preacher or even a Sunday school teacher, uh, you're looking for a lesson. You're looking for a message. Uh, but you know what I like about just reading through your Bible on a yearly basis is you're not necessarily reading for a message and you're not studying for a lesson. You're reading to learn more about the Word of God. And it's those thoughts and those messages and those lessons that God gives you reading through the Bible. And I love to read my Bible and let God speak to my heart and talk to me and teach me and lead me in the Word of God. Do you get anything out of your Bible? Well, Brother John, I don't get anything out of my Bible reading. There's two reasons why you don't. Number one, you're saved and you don't never read it. Or number two, you're lost and the author of this book does not live in you. Have you ever been spoken to by the Word of God? Has the Holy Ghost ever spoken? There is a hearing. You won't turn a deaf ear to preaching. You won't turn a deaf ear to God. Amen. Matter of fact, in John chapter number 13, I, I was wanting to preach some of that this morning as well. Uh, John's leaning on the bosom and the breast of Jesus Christ. And when Jesus announces that there's a betrayer in the midst, Peter beckoned over to John and said, ask him who it is. John was so close that he could talk to the Lord for everybody else. He was so close that he could hear the whisper of God we hear the heartbeat of God hear the voice of God hear the breath of God uh, brother I asked you are you close enough today to hear God he said you're clean through the word which I've spoken he just didn't speak it and we didn't hear it then we got clear no it came through our ears went through our head and went to our heart amen and we acted on the word of God and God cleansed us through it well brother John I'm filthy take a bath in the word of God amen Ain't nothing like it, are they? I mean, there ain't nothing like when it's just you and God and you can get all the junk out of your mind, get all the bitterness, all the sin, ask God to forgive you and, and, and take work out of your heart, take family problems out of your heart, take financial problems out of your heart and give with God and read the Bible and God speak to you. I mean, if you're saved by the grace of God, God will speak to you through His Word. Amen. Oh, but Brother John, I was talking to a man the other day, and I, I doubt I'll get this done today. If we don't, we'll finish it tonight. Uh, but uh, anyway, I talked to a man the other day, and he said, Brother John, he said, I heard God saved you out of whiskey and out of liquor. I said, yes, he did. He saved me from all that mess. And I said, you know, the thing about it is, sir, is that when God saves you from sin like that, when you get saved from that sin, you've got to replace the drinking. You've got to replace the partying. You've got to replace the doping with something. He said, really? I said, yeah, you just don't get rid of it not replace it. Amen. I mean, when the devil, when the devil moved out of my heart, he got replaced by uh, with Jesus, did he not? And so I told him, I said, ever, he said, Do you ever get tempted? I said, especially early on, I got tempted, but God gave grace and God gave strength. And you know what I replaced the drinking with? It, it, it was a Bible. And I don't, I'm just telling you myself, and I say this with all humility, I hate to use myself as an example, because uh, I don't want to be guilty of being full of pride. Uh, but every time I got tempted, I would just take a uh, take a drink of the word of God had a Gideon New Testament in my back pocket and during my break at work I would read it during my lunch break I would read it during my afternoon break I'd read it I'd go home and every time I got tempted to do something that I wasn't supposed to do I read the word of God and God gave victory and if you'll do that every time you're tempted to gossip every time you're tempted to walk after a hot day at work and you want to go by the beer store and get you a cold beer amen and sit down and take a drink and that ain't nothing but your rotten wicked flesh amen 
amen, and it's still wicked, it's still lost. What you need to do is get the Word of God out and say, you know what? I'm reading the Bible today, and I'm not going to let sin get the best of me. Let me ask you another question. Anybody in here struggle with thoughts in your mind? Anybody in here struggle? You don't have to raise your hand. Anybody in here struggle with being bitter in your heart? Anybody? I mean, somebody says something just minutely off, and they may not mean about it, but you stew on it for day after day after day after day. Somebody at work had a bad attitude. They glared at you. That boy, that just gets up, in, and you see, and you, God, I can't get no victory over that person. And boy, it isn't it a drag down of ours? Boy, it just takes the joy out of us. It. it may even be people you go to church with or serve with. Well, what two things you need to do? Number one, don't become that person toward anybody else. And number two, get them out of your mind. And if they're going to get in your head, charge them rent, okay? And make sure it's high rent. And read your Bible and flush that junk out of your heart and flush it out of your mind. I was talking to a fellow. He said, well, he said, John, since you replaced uh, drinking with Bible, read it. He said, and, and somebody had angered both of us that day, and this guy's a lost guy. He said, what are you going to do? I said, well, I'm going to go home, and I might have to read my whole Bible in one sitting. I'm so aggravated to this guy. But I tell you what I'd do, I, and I've never done that. I'd like to do it someday. But I tell you what I'd rather do. I'd rather go home and read my Bible, read 10, 15, 20, 30 chapters of my Bible at one sitting uh, to get that bitterness and to get that anger and get that junk out of my heart as I would to have to uh, be guilty of doing something. Somebody's, I'm helping. Somebody's getting, I'm getting preached to this morning, all right, is I would have to go back and apologize. Flying off at the mouth, amen. Has God ever, I cannot emphasize, the older I get, the more I see the need for just simply reading your Bible and praying every day of your life. Uh, there's going to be a, there's going to be a hearing. Have you heard from God? Verses four through seven. There's going to be an abiding. That word abide means to remain. Amen. Out of all the things, I mean, there's the, our abiding in Christ positionally. There's the abiding in Christ practically, and abiding in Him positionally is wonderful. But abiding in Him positionally and practically is a whole lot better. You hearing what I'm saying? And I guess the best word I could use to describe the word abide is to be faithful. Do you know what an we live in apple country. Do you know what an apple does on the apple tree? It abides in that apple tree. Do you know what that apple does? It didn't produce itself. It didn't make itself. It's got a source of life that come, amen, from somewhere you can't really see on the inside of that tree. And you see us this morning, and we've got a source of life you can't see with your eyes. But we've got a Father in heaven that produced life in our heart and saved us by the grace of God and we're abiding in Christ. All that apple's doing is just hanging where it was put. I'm just hanging out where God put me. And this morning God put me at the Mountain Valley Baptist Church. And today God put you at the Mountain Valley Baptist Church. God put you with a preaching husband, Sister McKenzie, and you just abide where God put you. Amen. And I'll abide where God put me. And Andrew, God's put you here, and you abide where God, and you abide in Christ positionally and practically. Just be faithful. Moreover, is required among stewards that a man be found faithful. We're to be found faithful. We're to abide. Amen. We're to abide in his word. Abide in, verse number seven. Here we go. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You've got to abide in Christ and his word abide in you. You shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Hey, amen. There's going to be some praying. 
He said, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, I want to ask a question. You don't have to answer this with your hand or out loud. But has God ever answered a prayer for you? My first prayer was this. Jesus, I'm a sinner. Would you save me? Come in my heart. Forgive me. God answered that prayer. And boy, we could all testify, those of us that are saved, the prayers that God has answered down through the years. He's a prayer answering God. Well, God's not going to answer your prayer if you're lost and you're praying anything other than the prayer of salvation. Amen. And that's not a formulated one, two, three, repeat after me prayer. That's a prayer from your heart to God. Amen. And then God's not going to answer your prayer if you're not praying. Now, He has mercy on us and has grace on us and does for us sometimes without us even asking. But what? how much better it would be if we did start asking and we did start praying and we did start calling on God. God answers prayer. That's a fruit of being saved. He answers prayer. Are you checking the list off? Are you abiding? Are you bringing? Have you been purged? Are you praying? Sometimes we can get backslidden in our prayer life, and if we're not careful, we'll, we'll get out of God's will. Are we praying? Verse number 8, the Bible said, Here is my Father, herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you shall be my disciples. The, that disciples, that's, that's a student. That's got a teacher. We're students of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, If you have not so learned Christ, we're in the school of Christ. What is Christ to us? He's the teacher. He's not only the teacher, he's the building. He's the chalkboard, he's the chalk, he's the desk we sit in, he's the pencil we write with, he's the paper we write on, he's the, he's the lesson we learn, he's the message we preach. It's all about Jesus. May I ask you a question today again, and the message will be full of questions. What have you learned about God? We ought to be so serious about learning something about Jesus that we ought to purpose in our hearts every day of our lives. You know what? I'm going to learn something about God today on purpose that I didn't know yesterday. Every day. You can't do that if you don't read and pray. Hey, you cannot depend on just listening to a preacher preach three times. If all you've got is what you get at church, you are an immature Christian. It's the only time we read our Bibles when the preacher says, open up your Bible. Oh my, if the only time we pray is when we're called on to pray at church, we're in trouble. There is a learning. What do you know about God today? Well, Brother John, how do I learn? You don't got to have a four-year Bible college degree. You don't have to have a, a library full of commentaries. If you'll just pick your Bible up every day, you'll have to say, Lord, would you teach me? The Bible said, if any among you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth all men liberally, breath not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. If you will, by faith, ask God to give you wisdom. Lord, would you open up your Bible? Here's what I suggest you do. You say, Lord, I, 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 I can't do it without you. You said, for without me, ye can do nothing. I cannot learn without you. So, Lord, as I read the Bible would you speak to my heart would you open my heart and would you give me wisdom concerning the scriptures and help me to write and divide it Lord would you teach me something today that I didn't know yesterday would you just me and you yes I love hearing from the man of God yes I love learning from the teachers but God I just learn it just soon learn it straight from you today there's going to be a learner. Check the box off. We're pupils. We're students. But then verse number 9. The Bible says, My Father has loved me, so have, I, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. There's a continuing. 
Oh, yeah, boy, this is where the rubber meets the road for some people. John chapter number 6, let me read it to you. Verse number 66, the Bible says, Amen, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Amen. There's going to be a continuing. Now, I'm not going to stand here and tell you everybody that ever came in here and made a profession and said they got saved and got baptized down in the river. I'm not going to tell you that every one of them that quit and left were lost. But I will tell you this according to the word of God, that the majority of them had not the spirit of Christ to begin with. And those that were real that did leave out of God's will, I promise you they are miserable to the core this morning. Amen. 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 So there's a continuing. I mean, how long have you been saved, Brother Andrew? Six months. Sixty years from now, if you're still living, if you're real and you're right, you'll be walking with God. And if you ain't, you'll be a miserable man. How long have you been saved, Brother J.D.? About three months. You ever quit, you'll be the most miserable man on planet Earth. How long have you been saved, good neighbor? Less than four years. There's a continuing. The old timer said, don't count your converts till after they've been in church five years. You know why they said that? Because I can testify myself. I have personally seen more people make a false profession, get baptized, join the church, quit, than I have people really get saved and stick with it. I've had several pastors in the last few days about that, and they've all agreed with me. There's a continuing. You're going to continue. Hey, the Bible said that the, the we're on the narrow path. Ain't that what the Bible says? We're on the narrow path. I ain't never seen nobody coming back the other direction. <laughs> and you didn't say them old mountain goats up there on the mountains and paths are so narrow uh, that, uh, uh, that when one goat, when they meet each other and they're going opposite direction, one has to lay down and the other one has to jump over them. I ain't never had to lay down for somebody to jump over me going back the other way. There's going to be a continuing. Are you promoting sinless perfection? No, I'm not, but I am promoting a, a, a continuing in the grace of God. Amen. There's a continuing. Verse number 10, he said, If you keep my commandments, you shall, shall abide in my love. Amen. There's a keeping. What are we going to keep? We're going to keep those things that have been committed unto us like Paul uh, exhorted Timothy to do and charged Timothy to do. There's going to be a keeping. But in the text, there's going to be a keeping of the commandments of God. And the one commandment that I would like to, uh, to, to encourage us today is that you love one another. You don't get envious one of another. You don't get jealous one of another. You don't get covetous one of another. You don't talk bad about one another. And how would you feel, how would you feel, Brother Andrew, and this has never happened, by the way, and I I want you to have peace in your heart this happened. This has never happened. Or Sister McKenzie, you and Brother Nick, this has never happened. On my pocket, I can say that if it had, I wouldn't even use this as an illustration. How would you feel if you found out that Brother John had been talking bad about you behind your back? How would you feel if you found out that I'd been making fun of you behind your back? With the peace of God in my heart, I've never done it. How would old brother Nick, he loves brother John, don't he? He does. I don't say that with pride. That lays a great responsibility on my heart to be an example to the younger pastor. How would he feel if he found out 
that I've been trashing him behind his back. Anybody? Hey, I'm telling you, to this point in my life, and I might fall and I might fail and I may throw it all in today, but I ain't never done it and I ain't going to. You don't know why? Because we got a commandment to love one another. These people, oh, brother. Ah, man, I'm going to get hung up here because this is a burr under my saddle right now. At this present time in my life, I am so sick of diatrophy. And I am so sick of people that will look you in your God-given eyeballs and tell you they love you and then go off behind your back and sow discord on you. You're wicked as a devil if you do that job. I, I, hey, but, and that's, what, that's who it is most of the time is your own family. And they want to come give you a hug and stab you in the back while they're doing it. Now, old, old J.D., he's a good one, but. But why? What's a but? And us preachers, and I'm not just pointing you out, Sister McKenzie, me and my wife, we thank the world for you and Nick. We pray for you all every day. And I mean that. And I'm not flattering you neither. There ain't nothing wrong with telling the truth every once in a while. We love, the pre- we love our churches that we preach in and the men of God. And, uh, but as preachers and preachers' wives, we've got to be careful. Because we'll hear things about people in the church. And as your husband counsels and your husband pastors, you'll know things. And it'll, it'll get on you. You'll be tempted. Can't do it. Can't do it. Well, I got quiet right there. We can't do it. I have no business knowing everything and anything that goes on in this church. You pastor, I, we talk often. I don't ask you, you got any trouble in church? Got any good juicy gossip I could hear? What's going on down there at Mountain Valley? Tell me. No, I, I don't want to hear that junk. Because as a visiting evangelist, I can't be effective if that junk goes. And I knew that I was going to get hung up on this part. He, hey, hey, they, he said, keep the commandments. And one of the, the main commandments is that you love one another. Amen. I may, within my immediate family, pick on my children and pick on my wife. And I promise you, they shoot back. You ask me about my son, I ain't got nothing critical to say about him. Ask me about my wife and my children. I ain't got nothing critical. Hey, we all got our faults in my family. Our issues have issues. How about you? You better nod your little head up and down because you do. That ain't a halo over your head. That's where your horns would grow together. Amen. I'm telling you, we have got to love one another. Don't go around running your mouth about people behind the back. Well, it's the truth that I feel like I got to tell it. Well, see, the problem is you didn't tell it to the person you're talking about first. Can I quote Brother Sammy Allen? If I got something to say about you, I'm going to say it to you. And I hadn't always practiced this, okay? <laughs> so I, so I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm, I, I hadn't always practiced this. I'm trying. If I got something to say about you, I'm going to say it to you and God alone. And that's where it's going to stay. You know why Brother Sammy always preached on envy and jealousy and gossip and he wasn't guilty of it? It's because he had so many people jealous of him. So many people envious of him. So many people running their mouth about him. 
that he made his mind up he wasn't going to stoop to their level. You got to look. Hey, man, there's a love. There's a family bond. Oh, my, I got sight. But that's fine. It ain't but 1158. We're still going to beat the Methodist to the steakhouse, okay? And I wish I, I wish I could run 100 miles an hour this morning, but I have literally preached my guts out outside for two weeks, and I have, it's a miracle of God I'm able to physically preach like I am this morning. There is a keeping, a keeping. There's a remaining. Verse number 11. These things have I spoken unto you that you, my joy might remain. In, hey, and by the way, by the way, the next time somebody comes up to you, and I don't care who it's about. Now, there are certain times there's an exception to the rule, but it's a small exception. And you need to learn to discern the difference between this person is warning me about another person and they're sincere and they're earnest, discerning that and gossip. Do they have a spirit of envy? Do they have a spirit of jealousy? Do they have a spirit of, uh, of contention about them? Why are they always running their mouth about this certain one person? You don't know the answer? They're jealous. They're envious. And the next time somebody comes up to you and says, hey, uh, did you? I need to talk to you about so-and-so. Really? All right, before we talk, let's pray for them. Now, Father, I love you, and I pray over this dear brother that this guy's wanting to talk with me about right now. God, you'd help him and bless him. And, Lord, if this is not the will of God and this is not going to be edifying, I don't want to have no part of it. And look at that person and say, is what you're fixing to tell me really worth the price you're going to have to pay? Because if what you've got to say is serious, then when you tell me, me and you are going to this person, and we're going to talk to them. I hadn't always practiced that. I might not always practice it. But at least we know to do right. Hey, we got to shut this gossip junk up. Bitter, envying, and strife produces confusion, and that's all it produces. Got these churches and the preachers as confused as a termite and a yo-yo? Well, if they'd get the envy and the strife out of their hearts, they could have some clarity of mind and clarity of thought and actually hear the voice of God every once in a while. Amen. Amen. Well, there's my soapbox message for today. Amen. And I'm telling you, the unity has got to be protected in this church. Not just this church, but people there. There's going to be a remaining. Verse number 11, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy might be full. There's a remaining. What's remaining? The, 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 the positional touch of God, the positional fact that I'm saved. Jesus living on the inside. I like to look every once in a while. Uh, like the old song about the blood on the doorpost. Hey, Daddy, would you look and see if the blood's still there? I like to look and see, and I like to pray and see that God still, He is not going to leave us. Yes, we believe in eternal salvation, but isn't it good to know that God is still living on the inside of you? Amen to God. There's, re there's a remaining of the joy, a remaining, a remaining. But then we move on. Verse 11, there's a rejoicing. Rejoice in verse number 11 again. These things have I spoken unto you that your joy may be remain in you and that your joy might be full. Well, the word rejoice is not in this verse. Where do you get that from? 
The word rejoice, this is a definition, amen, that I made up myself, okay, is the manifested presence of joy in our lives. Rejoicing, the manifested presence of joy in our own lives. Anybody in here got any joy? The Bible said that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy! The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. You got any joy in your heart? It's a joy to serve Jesus, ain't it? Amen. Amen. There's going to be some rejoicing. Have you ever praised God? You ever shouted? Not just when you're at church. Not just when the preacher's preaching or the choir's are singing. But have you ever been by yourself and God got so big to you that you had to shout when there wasn't nobody looking? <laughs> Whoa! I say amen. That's the best times is when it's just you and God and there ain't nobody looking and your motive's right and your heart's right and you're pure and you worship God all by yourself. I'm telling you today, that's the reason why we ain't got much shouting and praising going on in the church of God. It's because people ain't shouting and praising them when they're all by themselves. Hey, can I, can I give you all a challenge? Can I challenge you all today? If I challenge you, will you accept it? I, I want to challenge every born-again believer. Write this down. I want to challenge every born-again believer. Here's what I want to challenge. I challenge you to go get in your secret place. Go pray. Leave your phone somewhere. If you have to tell your wife, honey, I, I'm going to go pray for a little while. need you to watch your baby. If you have to tell your husband, I'm going to go pray for a little while, you watch the baby. Help yourself do it. It's his responsibility to babysit too. You, you guys know that, don't you? Amen. All right. And, uh, but, uh, and get along with God. Here's what I challenge you to do. Confess every sin you know you're guilty of. Ask God to put the devils to the side. The devil won't hear what you pray. Pray in Jesus' name. Make sure you do it where there ain't nobody looking and ain't nobody listening because it will be on Facebook. You will be the next prayer request in the prayer room. <gasps> Did you hear? Them praying and asking God to forgive them for pride and envy and jealousy and malice and gossip backbiting. I can't believe that guy asked God to forgive him for love. Why not? I can't believe what he's confessing to God. Somebody said about Percy Ray years ago, said they got beside him while he's praying. And uh, they, said that, uh, they said that he was confessing pride and all, they said, I couldn't believe Brother Percy Ray would confess that. And I, I spoke to him, and I said, I know you heard that, but I'm just telling you, that's why he had the touch of God on him, because he was one area of his life, he was a good repenter. As far as I'm concerned, there ain't been a man, and I take his place in our generation at all, walk with God. You got to be a good repenter. Confess, and when you get done confessing everything, that you know you're guilty of, then ask God, Lord, let me see myself in your eyes. Now, I've confessed everything I know is there, and I'm going to need you to reveal to me everything that I've overlooked. Search me, try me, see if there's been a wicked way in me. Get it all clean. Get it all out. And then go pray. Make sure you, 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 you give your prayers, your intercessions, you're giving the thanks. And then just once you get 
get in the presence of God, thank Him for everything that you've got in your life, spiritually, mentally, materialistically, ever thank Him. Go through your house and thank Him for the refrigerator, the food in the refrigerator. Thank Him for the clothes in your closet. Thank Him for a good husband, a good wife. You get to thanking God, and you get to thanking Him and praising Him, and you thank Him till your heart's touched, and you thank Him till you're crying, and you thank Him till, boy, God didn't just get all over you. And you thank God, and you pray till you have you an old-fashioned shouting time. And then come on back up in here tonight, and let's see what kind of service we have. That challenge ain't for two weeks from now. That's a challenge for this afternoon. Get along with God and thank Him. See what God does for you. Amen. Well, I've been preaching long enough, but I'm, I ain't going to quit. I'm having too much fun. There's some rejoicing. Hey, if that don't help you, get your handful of tracks and go pass them out and tell somebody about Jesus, then go pray. If that don't help you, read you about 15 or 20 chapters in the book of Psalms, and then go pray. I believe with all my heart if we'll maintain a good witness life and we'll maintain a good prayer life and we'll maintain a good Bible reading life and we'll stay right with God and right with our church, you can have victory no matter what comes your way. Amen. 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 There's rejoicing. Verse number 14, the Bible said, You're my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you, there's a doing. Are you doing anything for God today? What are you doing? Check the list. Amen. There's a doing. Verse number 15, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. There's a knowing. We know some things because we're the children of God. God lets his children in on some things. I like what John chapter number 2, when they run out of wine, and Jesus went in there and turned the water into wine. Hey, and they they didn't have to pay taxes on that wine because it didn't have no alcohol in it. Say amen right there. And the Bible said in John chapter number 2, but the servants, amen, which drew the water knew. They knew what was going on. God will let you in on some things. He'll give you some discernment. Amen. Let's move on. There's a knowing. Amen. But then verse number 16, there's an ordaining. Verse number 16, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Amen. Not, not necessarily in the text ordained these men to preach and, and to go, but as I apply it to us, there's an ordaining. Amen. That means to set forth. That means to be put in our place. God puts us in our place. Verse 17, I've already preached it. There's a loving. Verse 18 through 19, there's a hating. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are of the world, over in 1 John. We're to hate the things of the world. We're not to hate sinners. We're to hate the things of the world. I, don't, I hate lust, don't you? I hate pride. I hate envy. You're to hate it. Why? Because it's of the world. And God saved us from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Amen. They're, they're to hate it. But then the world's going to hate us. Amen. I'm talking about. Now, have you ever been hated? Because you love God and you're walking with God? Amen. There's a remembering, verse number 20. The Bible said in verse number 20, chapter number 15, he said, uh, remember the word that I have said. There's a remembering. God's going to allow us to have some good things happen in our lives. 
And you know what God lets us do with those memories? He lets us revisit them to get revived. He lets us revisit them to get stirred up. He lets us. I, I don't go back to the beer joints and the pew calls. Every once in a while, I'll go by one where God saved me out of. I went by one down in Greenville here a few years ago, and they had tore it down, and I said, glory, hallelujah. That place does no longer exist. Bless his holy name. Neighbor, I'm telling you, you got to keep your mind. Amen. On when God saved you. See, I listen to people preach, and I listen to men preach, and I listen to them testify, and I listen to ladies testify in the church, and there ain't too many people going back to that day where God saved them by the grace of God, or where God filled them with the Spirit of God. Don't get too far away from Calvary and the place where God saved you. There's a persecuting, verse number 20, somebody's going to persecute us. Verse number 26, the Bible says, but when the comforters come, there'll be a comforting. Verse number 27, and ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. There'll be a witnessing. He said, you shall bear witness. Of what? The truth. Now tonight, tonight, well I'll tell you, tonight if God lets me, I'm going to preach a whole message tonight if it's the Lord's will on soul winning, going after sinners. So you pray for me tonight. There's going to have to be some witnessing. Have you told somebody about Jesus recently? Have you invited somebody to church recently? I wouldn't say this to shame anybody. Brother Andrew, if you want to come place an invitation. I'm going to go ahead and cut the mic off.